see right in compliance with the open public meeting act has provided adequate notice of the time, date, and location of this meeting to the Asbury Park Press and the Link News on January 13, 2022. Filed notice with the borough clerk and posted notice on the borough office local uh, board website. I added more. <laughs> this meeting is open to the public and I welcome you all here. Please stand for a pledge of allegiance. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Welcome everybody. Uh, on to three of minutes from 426, April 26, 2020. Did I miss it? Oh, Councilman Bieber? Here. Ms. Bills? Here. Mr. Cash Here. Obviously, you want to ask and. There you go. Here. Chairman Cunningham? Here. Vice Chairman DeSale? Here. Ms. Blyman? Here. Mayor Kelly? Mr. Lawrence? Mr. Lexstein? Here. Mr. Schwartz? Mr. Julia? Here. Thank you. Okay. On to the minutes from April 26, 22. Discussion? Or a motion? Yes. 
Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Vice Chairman Silver? Yes. Ms. Bonin? Yes. Okay, moving on to the next application, which I have to, sorry to say, I uh, have a conflict with Mr. Middleton, as he's been a customer of mine, so I will be stepping down with a wish him well in his venture, and uh, it is 22 Surf Street, Gareth and Don Middleton. Nice to see everybody. I'm going to listen to Frank? Can The record shows Mr. Lawrence has joined us, and Mr. Cunningham is leaving us. <laughs> on the agenda which was carried uh, is a Garath, is that Garath? Yeah. And, and Dawn Middleton, 22 Surf Street. And representing you is? I'm Ryan Matthew, architect of the project. I'm helped on the realize the vision property. And I'm Rob Schiller, the attorney for Mr. and Mrs. Middleton. Mr. Middleton is facing the extreme right of me. Monica, just for housekeeping, are you probably going to put ice down to earlier? Thanks. Thanks. I just wanted to do this. I appreciate it. All right. So, um, so with regard to this particular application, this comes as a revision of a, a zoning denial. So it's almost like a new it's a, it's a new application essentially. So if you weren't here for the prior application, you can sit for this one. There has been a new notice that the board uh, has reviewed. The notice is acceptable, so the board can accept, accept jurisdiction on the new notice. Is that okay with you, Mr. Chilton? Yeah, that's fine. Excellent. Thank you. Well, that works. That'd be good. <laughs> Please proceed with your application. Great. Thank you. Uh, just by way of, uh, initially, just by way of introduction, my name is Rob Chilton. I'm the attorney for the uh, homeowners, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Middleton. Um, just to put a little bit more meat on the bones from which this Kowalski was just indicated, um, this uh, application originally came before the board with just Mr. Uh, Middleton and I believe Mr. Right So it was just Mr. Middleton back in March, uh, March 22nd, uh, 2022, May, I believe. Um, at that time, after the presentation, one of the members of the board, um, I'm not sure who, um, raised an issue about the height issue. Um, so we kind of adjourned that to speak in more detail with Mr. Mealy, the construction official and uh, get an idea of where we're at on that issue. Um, subsequent to those conversations, Mr. Matthew, the uh, architect, actually put together uh, amended plans. Uh, we had a subsequent conversation between myself, Mr. Milton, Mr. Uh, Matthew, and Mr. Mealy, uh, where we talked about those issues and came to a resolution. Uh, basically, we were told to reapply, so we submitted a new application, which resulted in another denial. Uh, but as part of the dial, the, the initial issue of height restrictions, uh, the variance on height issues, uh, was not included in there. So, uh, but the determination was made that we would have to renew you know, which is what we did. And uh, hence, we're back here today. So, um, I'm intending on presenting testimony from both Mr. Middleton and Mr. Matthew. Uh, Mr. Middleton, in terms of what the grand idea uh, or strategy is with reference to the project and then more details about the building itself from Mr. Manthe. Uh, so at this point, I am going to uh, turn over to Mr. Middleton and ask him to make a uh, presentation, sort of what he did previously in terms of what he was looking to do. Can I just interrupt a minute? Uh, sure. Uh, what was the changes that you made to the application? Can I, can I start the first one? Sure. Okay. Okay. Mr. Middleton, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth for purposes of this application, sir? I do. Thank you very much. Can you state your name for the record and any professional qualifications you may have? 
Uh, Gareth Middleton, um, I'm a professional engineer in the state of New Jersey. I, I didn't see the, uh, the, the re revision to the application. I, you, you're calling it a three-story building now? Or two no, it's, it's actually two and a half. It, it comes within the two and a half. But based on square footage only, I guess we'll have to have they discuss that later. Correct. Right. Yeah, I was just having, I'm saying that to discuss that. That's about what you did in terms of change. Um, but essentially what happened was the height variance requirement has been removed on the subsequent or the existing applications. So it's just a list of uh, five variances that we received. So um, having said that, I'll turn over to Mr. Middleton and then after that I'll have Mr. Matthew speak in detail about the uh, details of the project and what uh, changes were made. Sure, so uh, last time I was here, I went through some opening remarks. I went through that again, but basically the reason we want to do this is because we really like it here. We bought this house in 2017 and celebrating its 100th year today. It's been, it's kind of like the house that Jack built. It's been added on and it's kind of leaning to one side. And I joke around with Dina uh, all the time, saying, hey, can you see it leaning to the right? So we decided we're going to stay here and uh, try to improve the property and uh, make it up for our home. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's basically reached the end of its usable life. I'm, because I'm a building professional, so I know the building has maxed itself out. So we've come up with some plans here. Uh, again, listening to the board uh, last time, we carefully uh, conveyed that to Brian. And what we did, in a sense, is we've uh, created a two-story, uh, a two-and-a-half-story building with what's called a mansard roof structure. Uh, we took away the hip roofs, which had say 42 feet last time, and brought it down to conforming 38, giving the flood uh, free board requirement uh, for the site. So we're completely in compliance with uh, some renderings of the board over there. Um, and uh, we dealt with uh, what we have in Brian and talk more details about the floor ratio uh, between what, what is currently we call a mezzanine, right, Brian? Yes. A mezzanine on the, on the, the attic, the unfinished, you know, the finished attic space. Uh, mezzanine, and we adjusted that in performance uh, with Mr. Mealy's conversation earlier. So, uh, hence, we got the denial without any, any other need for variance. So, we went down variance, and we met the requirements for the team absolutely. Can I also, Dave, do you agree that there's no light variance now? Because yeah. I agree. You agree. Okay. I agree. I looked at it. What was your comment on not having a half wall? I'm sorry? You, you made a comment on your, your comments about a uh, doesn't have a four foot knee wall. So it qualifies for a half story. It's on page two, I think, the footnote. The footnote on page two. That's why I asked. I just said, I mean, I want to see testimony. That's where they want this. Okay. okay. So that's pretty much it. I mean, same thing as before. Just came back, I think, with a better mousetrap. So I don't think company agree. Mr. Wilson, before we uh, turn over to Mr. Nanthi, uh, were there any particular uh, words that you that you wanted to discuss when you had here in the fucking, or is everything really new to them? I think the other lines, that's what we in the conversation. Okay. At this point, if there's no other questions, I'm going to turn over to uh, Mr. Nanthi, who's the architect on the project. Who's going to use. I have one question for the applicant. Did you uh, send out biosol letters to your neighbor just because uh, the lot area is undersized, just to see if anyone was interested in selling their property or purchasing yours to create a conforming lot? So, no, no letters, but I've made several letters to the mayors who we brought this house from who were adjacent to me, you know, a couple years after we bought it. We offered to purchase it for them, but they elected to raise their home and apparently have made comments at the last board meeting they're looking to do essentially what I want to do and the same thing. So I don't think so. Mark, uh, Mark um, Teichman just raised his house and he's going to probably die here. <laughs> he loves it here, so uh, we, haven't, we haven't explored anything in that regard. Okay. Is that, that's not something I was aware of personally, but um, we're not looking for, uh, what did you say, about March? We're not looking for a before we move on, though, is there any other members of the board that have any questions of this testimony? I have two quick ones. Mr. first question, is this going to be a primary residence? Yes, we're going to be a primary The second thing is I drove by the property today. I want to make sure I have the right one in mind. Is this house already elevated? It is. It is, and it's got sort of a one-and-a-half on it now. Yeah, there's a roof deck in the back. Yeah. 
so we, we do. We have an open loft, a very narrow staircase that goes up to this loft bedroom, which, which we have a second bedroom to, and then one bedroom in the loft. Is it right to assume you didn't do the elevation on that? I did not. So it's done before you purchased? Correct. I'm not sure when. I know the house was completely gutted in 2006. And then, and then, you know, but if it's already in that elevated position, it's going to start closing. And just for our clarity, you intend to demise the whole thing down to the ground? Correct. Okay, thank you. Okay, if there's no other question, we'll open to the public. Is there anybody in the public that has any questions of the testimony made by Mr. Middleton? If not, we'll close that portion. I guess we'll proceed with the architect. Right, my name is Brian Manley. Mr. Manley, can you raise your hand, sir? You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth for the purposes of this application, sir. I do. And if you could just state your name and your business qualifications. Uh, Brian Manley, architect, licensed in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Been practicing for eight years. Thank you. Um, this project is, is, as Greg said, looking to construct a new home on the existing site, which is, as you stated, not conforming lot. It's below lot size. Um, it's the existing house encroaches on the side yard setbacks. It's 21 feet of this back corner. We're looking to maintain that. Uh, on the other side, it's in conformance. Um, and we're looking to have 3.4 feet on that. So the side yard setbacks we're looking for some relief as well as a non-conforming lot. And as has been stated, we're in the language and, uh, of the zoning codes so that we are within the height limits. So we do that by creating this and utilizing the roof. So the spring line of that roof is at the top plate of the second floor walls. So there is no lead wall around the room, which would have been allowed by a road of two feet. Uh, but we're spreading from that floor line up to a maximum height of 38 feet, which is within the limits of the existing uh, zoning guidelines. And so that's the reason why we don't require the variance for the building height. So we are looking to pick the building up above the base flood elevation, including a three-door three-door of three feet. So that the first floor is about 12 feet above the <coughs> Mr. Chair, if I could just ask a question on the height? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, so I just want to understand, you um, are saying you don't need a height variance for the two and a half stories because uh, the, there are two opposite walls that have no lead wall, which is less than two feet. Yes. Therefore, and they slope. Yes. Uh, what is it, 1 12 or something? Mm -hmm. so 12 and 6. Okay. So, so the reality is that we need level zero, which is less than two. Yes. Okay. And what's the interior height of that? Interior height of that is seven feet. Okay. Seven feet. Four feet. Right. I read that it's no more than 30, 33% of the four level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. We're working with Mr. Williams to demonstrate that. Uh, and the calculations will allow that not to be satisfaction. So, not that you're looking at that shaded area on the floor. I'm looking at that I called it no variance, but I wanted to hear some testimony to make sure I understand. Because I couldn't see inside the roof, I didn't know what was in there. But I'm satisfied that it's not right. It's been a little bit of a gray area for many years. I mean, uh, when Mary, our old uh, right. uh, plane, uh, plane mm -hmm. zoning officer, yep. She used to take the position that a three-story building uh, would be established on a straight wall three stories high. And, but I couldn't find anything in the code books that define well, this it. Is, this is two stories and then... And a half story. And the, and the half story comes in. But I'm saying that she used to look at it as if it would qualify for one-third of the floor space. Mm -hmm. If it had a straight wall, she wouldn't accept it. Uh, so we so we should really try to clarify that someday. This is not yeah, this does not have a straight wall, has it? Yeah. So so this is the I mean, uh, both myself and, and the, the today's owner of Sir Rio, that's not a variance. Okay. 
So, as we talked about, we look at the reconstructors from the ground up, maintaining the existing setback in that corner, reconstructing the foundation along the line that it currently occupies. The existing building is about 14 feet wide, it would be about 20 feet wide to the overall width of the building. It's narrower at the ground elevation. We're maintaining the line with the garage door at the approximately at the existing location, which as you can see is set back from the adjacent properties of the construction wall does extend out from that approximate line to, to even up across the neighboring properties. And we've submitted documentation demonstrating that the neighboring properties setbacks are consistent with what we're showing here. So this, uh, the ground floor is the flood elevation plus the free work required by code. And then we've got 9 feet, 4 to 4, and then the main floor with a clear story windows above, which are within the roof line that we discussed as the master roof. And on top of that, there is a roof deck. The overall height of the roof wall is about 40 feet 8 inches above ground. But those appurtenances aren't included in the calculations to comply with the zoning for the building. This is a drawing of an aerial photo that Derek put together that demonstrates properties in the area and their sites. Just, let's just stop for one second. Let's just go back to the prior exhibit and we're going to mark that as exhibit A1 for identification. This one here? Yeah. Okay. You could. And Mr. Schiller, or, or Mr. Manfred, can you just give me what your, what your box says on there so we can know that for the record? That says SK1. So we're going to mark exhibit SK1, and what is the actual description on it? Elevation or something? Uh, elevation. Site plan and front elevation. So the site plan front elevation SK1 will be exhibit 1. And now your area, please. The area proposed as Exhibit 2. So, is SK2? Yes. We're just going to call it Exhibit 2. Okay. So, um, Mr. Middleton, did you take the photo? Or did you obtain the photo? Yes. And you created this exhibit? I did. Yes. Okay. So we're going to mark it as an area photo Exhibit 2. Um, so I did this for contextual reasons, right? Um, you know, I've lived here a little while now. I'm, I'm always looking around. Obviously, more keenly than ever now about the area. And I wanted to again indicate to you how I think with the changing neighborhood that we see in front of us, how this property will be um, consistent with what we've seen come up in recent times. So, took a look at some property. This one here is uh, 26 Beach. I know that one took a long time, but the subdivision of that house is, is brand new. Um, is at the conforming height that we're talking about here for the most part on a non-conforming lot. Very similar dimensions to what I want to do. And they have another one planned next to it eventually at some point in time. My property is located right here. Okay. And I'm adjacent, as I said, to uh, the Myers over here. We're planning something for their home. Yet it's not been revealed, but presumably is something where we got people looking at it. Um, giving one there and Mark next to me. Um, and then through my off my roof, I can see the, the new duplex being built here at 2022 20, Church, which is also quite I would suspect it's the same height. Um, and then there's another one here, uh, 10 Church, which is about to be raised, and I check their plans too, and I see those were approved again at the same approximate height. Um, just a couple hundred, in fact, I just got the CAFR announcement for this development here, just maybe 50 yards to my left, are going to be four 52-foot homes that are part of the new development that's being contemplated in the river properties. So, They'll be the tallest guys in the block. Third, this house here in the corner is roughly 38. This one's maybe a little bit less. But they're just looking around and seeing, again, the consistency of the newer homes in the neighborhood, particularly the ones on New Street, that seem to be in that range. So 
I guess what I want to point out is that, you know, in, in the first break, a couple of nice columns just down, down the way here, is that we feel we're pretty, pretty consistent with the, with the context of the ever-changing neighborhood. And I think that you're going to see maybe another application soon for this one here. And, and you know, yeah, because we're involved in the neighborhood now, so we know what's going on and, and, and you know, I'll be part of what's happening here. So that's that. Um, I'll take some questions on this exhibit if there are any. Um, I'm happy to leave it here for you if you want. It gets to stay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to stay anyway. Okay. Um, so, any more on the architectural side for Brian? Uh, is he finished with his testimony? I'll jump in as if there's questions that we have to Well, I, got, I need to open to the public to question you. I guess so much you want me to say to all to the end? Or? Whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes. we, each, each testimony we should uh, open it to the public or if anybody on the board has any additional questions to the architect? I, I do have one, and maybe it's going to come up later on. Are we going to get into any more detail on what's on the roof? What's on the roof? Yeah, because I have a little bit interested when I look at the plans. Uh, I guess what I'm understanding is the windows on the front of the house, part of the man's side roof, is actually like the people ceiling from below. Is that yeah. correct? Two stories. 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 And behind that, is actually what I would consider to be a living area, yeah. which includes the wet bar and the elevator and seating, the indoor seating and all that. Are you going to talk about that anymore? Okay. I'd just like a little bit of an overview of what's up there. Yeah. 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 The wet bar is the upper section of the cathedral ceiling. It's, well, it's, like, it's, it's like two stories yeah. in, in, the, in the front. Can you just identify the exhibit, please? This is drawing A101, which was submitted with the packets that we all received. Yeah. So, the ground floor is garage space, an entry area, with an elevator that goes down to the ground elevation. The first floor space, it's entry, an office space in front, an outdoor bathroom with a bedroom in the rear, and bath. The main living area is on the second floor, and it has the two-story space that you're referring to here, because from this point back, it's got the third floor, well, the attic floor mezzanine. So this space is eight foot ceilings. This space is about 16 foot ceilings. It goes up underneath that mansard group that we talked about in the elevation. Uh, at this elevation, there's a master bedroom, master bath, carry room, kitchen living area. At the uppermost level, we call it the attic level, which is underneath the mansard roof, we've got clear storage space open to the lower. We've got the attic space, which is where we reference the left bar, the elevators, and you can see a woman that are up there down at this attic elevation. Then in addition to that, there's a stair that goes to a roof over the top of this area, which could be moved up in the attic space. So there's a roof deck area over the top of the front of the building. There is. And there is, that's the road that you show in the front. Yes. Right. And I guess the only reason I have the question, it probably does not apply because we are within the maximum height of the building and this is an open is, is the issue around occupiable area effectable on the third floor? And I guess it's not an issue in this particular house because they are living within the maximum 38 foot elevation. Yeah, but the, the, the center section that is, is, is in question is considered a half story because of the. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's good. It's fine. Okay. I just wanted to get clarity because we're both so. Right, so this is the space that is limited. To 33% of the floor area of what's below. Okay. So this is 20 by 15,000 square feet. We would have no more than 333 square feet for this space. Um, we took out the stair area, that was what was calculated with Mr. Wood, and we are two square feet below that, 326. Okay. And the maximum standing height that somebody can be effectively on the deck is the front of the building? Um, the, the roof deck? Yeah, you describe the front of the building over the uh, as an area. Their feet, feet could be at 38 feet. Right. Is that the highest 
point that somebody can be standing on the roof? Yes. Because it graduates up as you work from there. Right. At this elevation, you're on the roof.
Excuse me? It's a stock video. It's not? No. Okay. It's a? It's a. So the floodbeds are sufficient. Yeah. So, so you're not trying to save the foundation other than this aesthetic kind of look of maintaining the, the same very small space between you and your neighbor. Moving it over actually doesn't impact you financially or otherwise. Right. Uh, yeah, well, no, I don't think not. You could slide over in a foot and actually maintain the same kind of proportionality with the other house. It gets off the actual home. Yeah, I would tell you, I guess that that's feasible, but the side of it is a good because I did the folks who came to the course before I knew issue of proximity next to me. They mentioned they had no issue with the house owner because both 24 served and 24 lifted their homes and they had to go straight up right? So they didn't have to move. So we were comfortable with the, I think everybody around is comfortable with where the buildings sit on the wall. And what happens is that side that we're looking to preserve the width on is the egress path that allows people to comfortably get through the front yard and get to the doors. That is an advantage to us. We have you know, sunlight on that side of the house. We have no sunlight on that side of the house. So keeping it where it is maximizes the comfort level. We have no windows on either side. We have no openings on this side of the building because there's a fire-rated wall. And my neighbor hopefully will have the same requirements. So this literally will never know we're there. And they'll never know we're there. So I don't necessarily see how that would be an advantage to me um, or them. Um, but, you know, Yes, to answer your question. Sure. It could be in the I have a question. Could you get a shame of concerns? It's, it's well, it never be performing. Well, I don't know. But minimizing, reducing that. Moving on and shifts the issue to the other side. It takes it away from that side. Which sort of just, we're seeing the ground exactly for both sides. It probably already on both sides. Yes. And I just point is on the map. On the right hand side, it's not really visible to you on the left hand side, but actually it's a usable space. Now, it's a box you work. If you move it to the left, you take away usable space to generate more unusable space. Correct. Yeah. Is, is the, um, the shading that you show, is that the homes on your left and right side? Correct. This is the 24 Terry Street, this is 26 Terry Street. So the, the house on the left side is closer to your property line yeah. where you have more space and then the house on the right is farther away from your property line where you're closest to your property line. So that's as I said, when you look at it, the shooter looks right where it is. I agree. Yeah. If you move more to the left, you move more to the house that's closer to your property line. Yes. Building a new house. Right. Maintaining the footprint of the existing cross 
and that would allow sufficient access on the other side of the property for at least to keep that 4.6 foot area open just in case any emergency personnel or anything need to gain access to the rear yard or other neighboring properties, correct? Yeah. Which would create a benefit for health and safety. Yes, that's absolutely true. So this <laughs> space <laughs> offers access to the rear of the property. <laughs> <laughs> just say yes. <laughs> Access space stays pretty pretty similar mm -hmm. each side of the house, so it looks a little balanced. I'd say it looks better that way. Mm -hmm. Most of the houses in downtown area usually at least three feet apart. Any other questions on the board? If I may, there's one other uh, issue that I was hoping Mr. Matthew can address. I know that the application uh, denial from Mr. Neely talks about obtaining um, testimony from Mr. Matthew Brill, Mr. Middleton for that now, about the 5.3-foot uh, front yard setback. And so can you address that? Right. So the existing house is about 10.2 feet tall of the property. The adjacent properties along the street are much closer than that. We're looking to, at the upper elevations, move out to that 5.2 feet to the property line, more consistent with the adjacent property, still behind them, but more consistent with them. So that there's a more unified front along the street. So it would maintain the streetscape place. Which would go to aesthetics. I think the only other variance uh, we haven't touched on yet is the rear yard setback. Um, while the existing rear yard setback is 12.6 feet, you are putting a new structure, structure on the property. So can you maybe uh, talk about that variance? The existing rear yard is there, and we're looking to maintain that property. in the same way that we're going to maintain this restaurant. Yeah, the required uh, rear setback is 15 feet, um, and the existing and proposed is 12.6 feet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but you're knocking down the structure. Same thing as before. So uh, it's promoting Health and safety by allowing air and open space. And landscape. And that 12 feet is in excess of what the neighboring properties have. I think that that's an important 
aspect of this. Not how much living space is inside of this, who cares? I can't see it, I'm not in it, I have nothing to do with what you do inside of the house. But from the outside, looking at it, I think it looks like a first one. I just wanted to state for the record, though, there's no, there's no variance necessary. I mean, that's what I said. Yeah, no, I do. Technically, that may not be correct. However, I, I, I would disagree with that, and I think it looks like a three-seven. It looks like one, and it is. The height is that size, and it cracks. You know what? That's what it is. That's my opinion. And I raised it the last time, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't see yeah. Well, I, I will note that, as I indicated at the very beginning of the opening, that uh, based upon the objections that were raised at the March 22nd meeting, uh, we did do some substantial changes. Um, actually, submitted them to Mr. Neely. Uh, we ended up having a rather substantial amount of time having a discussion with him about what changes were being proposed in order to get it to be where it should be in terms of making sure that we're not violating or that we're required to get any type of variance. Um, and this is basically the plan that um, Mr. Mooney indicated would be sufficient. So I, I recognize your point and get what you're saying, but you know, as an attorney and as the architect, I, we can only work within whatever the rules say that we have to have. So you know, I, I understand and can respect your position, but we put together the best we could based upon the circumstances that we had in a way that the construction official would say that that's acceptable. So. And then to further demonstrate the character of what we're looking to construct here, we're going to put together some of the, these images. And this in particular talks to how that upper mansard roof is delineated from the lower half in terms of material, color, texture. Mr. Manfrey, you need to identify the exhibit first. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. Um, exhibit three? Sure. Exhibit three. Sure. And what is it? Representative mm -hmm. photos. Renderings with that. Oh, photos. Renderings of roof lines? Call it material. Thank you. Material. Material. Okay. That's fine. Thank you. Now I can specify it. Again, these are examples of how a mansard roof has been incorporated to try to address a similar situation at other locations. This is an example of roof roofs on two sides. Um, I think this is getting closer to the character of what we're looking to construct. And I think that as you walk down the street, it's not clear like every other house. Gamble roof, uh, located right here on Lincoln Street. And then these other ones. 
ones. And I say are translated, they might have translated because they have these hip walls, but guess what? They have a bunch of those gables and other things that kind of trick you into thinking it's a two and a half story, but they're not. They're, they're almost two or three story ones. But that was, I, that was, I, I was a big advocate for that about 15 years ago on the board. I, I was really the big push to try to stop making the appearance of these monster houses and operating a, a, a half story within a gable roof, which kind of softened the look of it. But the styles have changed over the years, getting a little more contemporary looking, which are going for more of this boxy look. Uh, it's not my favorite either, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's the future. Just, just for purposes of the record, I will say that you know the, the you made very similar comments last time, which really caused you know the zoning officer to re-examine everything um, for Mr. Middleton to redraw his plans to make sure that it was technically correct that we sit at two and a half stories, so no variance re is required, and that there's no height variance required. So, you know, putting aside the other, uh, you know, the other um, request for variances, yeah. There is no, there is no story variance. There is no height variance. So you know, it's, it's I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I, 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 but so we made a comment. But technical standpoint, I'm sure that is correct. Yeah, but I, I think we made a comment that it looks like it doesn't need to run its technicalities. Correct. It looks like it doesn't. I understand. It looks like it doesn't. I'm just making making a very clear point for the record that. Technically speaking, like you said, it's, it, it doesn't have those qualities. It's not part, it's not part of the application. Can you vote it? I was just going to say, and yes, you're entitled to vote any way you want based on what you're saying, absolutely. Can you put that picture on the floor back up? So when I was looking at the plans in advance of this, my natural reaction was to feel like this is a three-story The reality is, if there were no windows in the front, I probably would not have felt that way. And it wouldn't have changed the height or shape of this building. Okay. So from my perspective, the fact that you're living within a height limitation and you're taking advantage of those windows to give you an opening of field in the living room, to give you an elevated ceiling height, and you're doing that through windows and bringing light in, I personally don't have a problem with that. I think the fact that you're conforming from a height, which is a major issue in this town, we're really struggling with, is a major step on your part to try to live within that I think Frank's point is well taken. It has a visual impact, but I think you've compromised in the way you live within the height. You've optimized the beauty of the home. And I understand Frank's point, but I'm um, okay with it. just want to add one more thing on, on Mr. Lawrence's comment. Um, it's actually two-thirds at 38 and one-third at 30. The back of a third of the building is at 30. Um, that's the, the, the roof, not the roof deck, the intermediate deck. So um, the elevations are not technically all the same. There is that sort of kickoff in the back. And so that area. that area is actually, well, maybe a little less than a third, but that, that elevation is not a big um, The only, and by the way, as far as I'm just, uh, to your point, there's a screen wall behind showing on the plans right now. We are probably not going to move forward with that. So that's what gives the appearance from that elevation.
And um, so these are my neighbors. My house faces New Street, but the back of my house is searched. So when I look out my back window, I see the Middleton's home. <laughs> and I would like you to know, if you haven't been in the neighborhood, they are surrounded by properties that haven't been touched by since Sandy and are just wrong. Um, what the Middletons are proposing to do, I think, is a wonderful improvement to the property and an enhancement to the neighborhood. Uh, I think that it's commendable that they took this board's comments to heart, came back and revised their plans to try to make sure that they were in compliance with some of the concerns that they heard at the last meeting. And uh, this is their point. It's not an investment unlike the properties that are right now running at the end of Surge Street. And uh, I would love it to see this board support them in um, providing a, a beautiful enhancement to Surge Street and hopefully local family home for that. I am concerned about the height of the buildings in the neighborhood. Uh, I maybe groaned out loud when uh, Derek mentioned that not 40 paces from his front door are going to be single-family homes that are 52 feet tall, thanks to the zoning overlay in the redevelopment that was approved. So even though it looks like three stories, it's 38 feet, and the rest of us are at 38 feet, and yet. I don't know different zoning districts, right? So uh, I, I do think that uh, even though it may look like three stories, it's consistent with what's already there. So I didn't have a question. I, I know. I was just going to say <laughs> thank you for that question, but I think that was more of a statement. <laughs> okay. We'll just roll that over to the public comments. Yeah. 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 That's her. <laughs> the room is named after her day, so. <laughs> Just for information, though, I think that what you were talking about, that 52 feet on that new development, I think that was to the top of cupolas and, and towers. It wasn't actually to the roof line. So I think it's only going to be sectioned. It's not going to be two and a half stories. No, but I'm saying. <laughs> All right, is there any other questions from the public? No, we'll close that. Um, do you have any further testimony or anything you'd like to present? I have no further testimony. Uh, Mr. Chairman, um, and we're prepared to move on. Okay, I guess uh, we should open it again and go to a statement. <laughs> Thank you, Dina. Uh, we'll close that and uh, we'll have a discussion uh, 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 on the board about this application or we'll have a, um, a motion to uh, approve or disapprove. Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion to approve the application. I think it is an approval to the neighborhood. Um, I understand Frank's concern, but there's no there's no high parents. Um, it really is not an art. I'll second that. Mr. Chairman, can I just make two comments? Sure. Yeah, just in my letter, I just want to, if I could, have the applicant as part of the resolution compliance, if it's approved, to put a note about item number three and uh, and number uh, number three, four, and five, actually. What, what are they concerned? Uh, sidewalks and curbs make sure that it's anything broken up, yeah. it gets replaced. And then lastly, is the better relief should run to the street and not to the rear. Yeah, my motion will I'll amend it to include compliance with the Airport's letter of May 31st, 2022. Okay, I've already said this in the past. Uh, part of the building application for residential homes, uh, you have to come up with a plot plan for it and a grading plan, which is reviewed by uh, Bakian which is a little separate than when we do commercial projects where the grading plan and... Uh, yeah, I'm not asking for grading, I'm just asking for two notes. Yeah, okay. Sure. And one of the no air conditioning units or generators and the setbacks? No, I believe the prior testimony was that everything was yourself. Well, I guess we got to stand here and restate that. Are all the, are all the mechanical stones? Where are the mechanical stones? Yeah, we have two locations in our organization. Let's just re-open it, don't we? <laughs> 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 I'm going to get a little bit of 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 a little b
condition in the plan. So I'm not going to get that there's no mechanical yeah. setbacks. Yeah. Okay. I think we have a group for now. In the areas that we're just going to know that their curb plans are not within the setback. Well, they'll be within the setbacks in some cases, right? Yeah. But, but they'll also be under under the building one, right? Is that correct? That's correct. So, right, so my motion is whatever my motion was. <laughs> in those additions, we are uh, we're going to have a vote on this one. Yeah. Well, somebody second the hot second the motion.